Beyond the Track podcast listener, I'm so excited to bring you Maury Turner. Maury is a young coach that is just doing it big, learning from a lot of people. This guy's got a great head on his shoulder. I think you'll completely enjoy his story as a young track and field coach navigating life as a professional. He is currently at Rogers State University. I think you'll completely enjoy this podcast. Hope you have a great listen. Let's get started and do a quick 30-second commercial and then get to it. Beyond the track, I am super pumped to do another interview with another coach right now. We set this up in like five minutes, so uh, super pumped. I'm hopeful this works. Um, we'll see in a second if he joins us here live. Uh, we're going to be discussing with Maury Turner from Rogers State University. Uh, so we'll just give it a second, see if he, uh, if he pops on here. There we go. Let's see. And approve. Come on, Maury. Always uh, exciting to do. Uh, there we go. <laughs> All right, Mike. Maury, how are you, sir? Man, I can't call it, man. I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Oh, you know what? Um, I'm doing what I do best, staying in a hotel. <laughs> uh, hey, so glad this worked out. I'm always uh, anxious about the technology and whether you're going to be on this side of the screen or where you're going to be. So, uh, uh, this is great that you're here. Hey, Maury, thank you so much for joining me real quick. Uh, I was just telling, uh, viewers that we set this up in like five minutes. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, yeah, we were able to, uh, we were messaging and beyond the track on some stuff and, Maury said, uh, is it really, he said something about like, you said something exciting about the interview. And I was like, well, when are you up? And you're like, I'm ready whenever. And I'm like, well, I'm stuck in a hotel. So how about right now? So, uh, again, love this, love this on the fly, uh, interview, uh, as we continue to work on doing more and more interviews and we've learned so much from each one that we've done. Uh, I'm super excited and pumped about this one, Maury as well. This one, even, uh, more interesting to me is Maury and I don't know each other real well uh we're facebook friends which in today's world is uh you know i think i've got like a thousand facebook friends and trust me i don't know a thousand people um the other three interviews have all been super super comfortable really good friends of mine for years uh this one with maury uh is going to be awesome because i'm going to learn a whole ton about you maury as well as everybody who's going to be watching this as well so uh maury you know the format here. Let's let's get into it and let's learn more about you and uh, and what's going on in your life. Let's start with give us your origin story. I, I was a big comic book kid growing up. I don't know about you. Uh, so you know what is your Spider Man? What is your bit by a spider, radioactive spider, and you became a web slinger? How did you get into coaching and why did you get into coaching? Well, uh, Mike, you know just I, I was bit by the coaching bug. I guess, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, native of Batesville, Mississippi, uh, you know, a really big football town, as you know, um, oh, yeah. right uh, west of Ole Miss, if you guys don't know where that is, Oxford, Mississippi, 
so uh, yeah, just grew up in a big football family and athletic family, and um, I was sort of the runt of the bunch, and you know, ne- <laughs> big enough, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted to be, but never was big enough. Uh, always had to, right. um, and so I just tried track. I tried track one day in tenth grade, first year. I actually didn't make the track team. Uh, well, you had you guys had like tryouts for track in high school. Yep, big time. Big What's time. serious there, man? Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. We were okay, you know. We, you know, we were just we were a big football team. Um, so you had all the football players come out, and uh, you know, you had all the basketball players come do jumps, and all the other football players do throws, and luckily right. from. I wasn't as fast at the time, but I could jump, kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. Jump good enough for me to be, all right, we might need to keep this dude around for... <laughs> just Let him hang on. Just, I know, just in case uh, one of our guys get hurt. Uh, so, 10th grade, I just went to the team. <laughs> I know, that's awesome. serious, so right? What event did you end up falling into? What was your What was your one event? What was your big time event? Long jump. I mean, that's Long jump. Easy. Yep easy long jump uh partially because i didn't want to run anything over 100 meters <laughs> yeah i mean it was serious i wanted to run i didn't want to do any, any of that uh, didn't want to run anything over 100 meters and you know yeah i ended up doing a little hurdle three on the hurdle one in hurdles and Every now and again, the long jump is what got you to the next level, right? Big time, most definitely. Most and definitely. so, where was that next level? Where did you go to school out, uh, once you graduated high school? Well, Reginald Dillon, uh, man, my yeah. mentor, great guy, fantastic guy, tough yeah. coach, awesome coach. He gave me a chance and uh, went from, uh, well, I, I can't say the words on here that he told me, but, but <laughs> thanks went from, for censoring yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I went from being a uh, 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 yeah, decent athlete to a yeah. pretty good athlete. For those of us watching that don't know where Reginald Dillon is, who I have met several times and is a great guy, wh- where is that? Um, Heinz Community College. Heinz uh, Community College. College. Another JUCO product, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> JUCO product. Uh, Raymond, Mississippi. Um, yep. Middle of nowhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they should do. Have you seen that show on Netflix, The um, uh, Last, Last Chance You? They should do that for track and field. Uh, I, I would love to see a Hines, a Barton. I, you know, I used to coach at Neosho County. Uh, it'd be very similar of what they did for the football team. The same things that they went through, the track teams go through. Right. Uh, absolutely. So Hines Community College, you uh, you go there for a couple of years. I know you did real well there. And then where did you go after Hines? Well, uh, you know, Coach Coach Dudley of Mississippi State got a hold of me. And um, really good, another good friend of mine. Um, and, uh, you know, we I went to Mississippi State for a year, had my stint there. Um, uh, jumped under Coach Steve Thomas, a great guy, fantastic yeah. guy. Great. He break down breakdown track and field he's he's the guy to go to uh i i contact him today to try to get information and you know just to stay in the guy he's that guy um and i just did one year there and uh you know it didn't have the best year uh so i ended up transferring to uh oral roberts university yeah Um, 
most of you guys may know uh, Joe Dow, uh, excellent pole vaulter back in the day. <laughs> even 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 better head coach and uh, his wife Shana. Um, and under and 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 under uh, you know Oral Roberts, I met you know mm-hmm. probably one of my best friends. Who, you know, coaching today. He's at Liberty University now. Sean Venable. Uh, <laughs> I know Sean real well. Absolutely. Uh, uh, excellent guy. Fantastic. Yeah. Guy. And so what did you, so you graduated from Oral Roberts then? Mm-hmm. Yep. And what, Gra- was, what was your degree in? Gra- graduated um, in recreation administration, yeah. um, School of Science and Engineering. So, um, you wow. know, made some great connections there and uh, lifelong friends. Hey, I don't know if you noticed, but Joe Dial just hey. started watching as well. Hey, Joe, uh, Maury just gave you a big old shout out. He said you were a great pole vaulter, which everybody knew that, but said you were an even better head coach. I thought that was a pretty good compliment, Joe, and uh, the impact that you had. So appreciate you joining us. Uh, so you graduated from Oral Roberts, and what was your first coaching job, or, or is Rogers your, your first coaching job? Well, uh, Coach Dowell actually let me volunteer um, my fifth year there. Uh, so I just helped okay. out, uh, drove the van, and uh, just did small stuff, top, stopwatch stuff, and helped yeah. coach Vinny with the jumpers. And um, the semester after that, I coached, and I helped coach uh, Coach Steve Patterson at Jinx. Really good, mm-hmm. really good mentor uh, uh, and and under our leadership coach Patterson put me ahead of uh, most of the jumps and all of the jumps well most of the jumps with the exception of pole vault and um, <laughs> some sprints and uh, we won yeah. a state championship and that just kind of that was a big mark of my coaching career I mean I yeah. was, used that as an internship and end up getting a ring for right. You know, so as I was say, that's like that was like your transition from athlete to coach. There. Right, right. Uh, and then, so what happened after that year? Where, where'd you go? Well, I uh, got the call that they were starting a uh, track and field program here at Rogers State University, and um, okay. uh, somebody to come in and help, you know, um, build that. Now, I mean, I was confident as a as a young coach, still confident. But you know, I was, it was my first coaching job, and right half the things that I know now, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I came in and only started working with. Uh, I think I had three, three athletes, uh, uh-huh. and two of them were softball players, fifty-year softball. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I made do, and I I, I I was faithful with a few, and now, uh, awesome. now I have. Oh man, I have a lot of a lot of a lot of great athletes and um, just. How long have you been at Rogers now? I'm going on my fifth year now. Um, okay, yeah. So big transition. You've had your first recruiting class go all the way through and yep. and graduate. So yep. yeah, I, uh, and learned a lot. What what would be like the just the, the just one? I know you've learned a million things, uh, but you know, super unique there. That uh, first of all, your first full time coaching gig, I'll call it but also a new program. What's just one thing that you learned in, in those last four to five years now at Rogers? Well, uh, <clears throat> is that that unique thing that we're talking about? Or? Not yet. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, just just, just uh, interesting. What was one thing? What, where have you developed the most in, in, 
those four years. That's super hard starting a program. Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, you know, just just making it through. Um, well, let me say it like this. I understand some of the decisions that um, some of my old coaches had to make uh, dealing uh-huh. with me. Right, dealing with me because that you, that you didn't maybe that you didn't maybe understand in the moment, but now yeah, big time. Ah, big time. every coach that coached you who watches this is going to be like, "Told you." <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, there was, uh, man, was, there was moments where I found myself in the same situation where um, my coaches and I was on the other side, and I was like, "Man." You know, and I, I just rekindled some of the relationships with some old right. coaches. Like, I understand. Thank you. You know. <laughs> hey, did you did you actually do that? Did you call them back oh, up and? Big time, big time. Uh, That's you know, awesome. Yeah, big time. Um, you know, it was it's, uh, you know, in this world, you know, we got to have. Uh, it's it's a world of understanding. You don't understand something. Um, right. Eventually, we pray that we get understanding, but. You know, you just got to understand certain things. And I was young back then, and, and now <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm a little bit more mature now. Uh, but I'm, yeah, you're you're well seasoned, old twenty eight year old, Corey. <laughs> There's uh, you're still young, man. You got fifty, sixty years in this business, buddy. Hey, I, I yeah. like that you actually called back up former coaches and uh, uh, not to put words in your mouth, but you know, apologize or at least. Told them, yeah. like, hey, I get it now. I went through the same thing that you were going through. I now get it. That shows, uh, you know, your heart and your understanding and your empathy side. You're like, uh, you know what? I like, I get it now. You could have kept that to yourself and kept growing as a coach. But instead, you helped them. Those coaches, I guarantee, when you called them, uh, got a big boost of confidence and love from you when they were like okay good here's here's one I'm sometimes I wonder what influence I have on on athletes that coach now got to see it in practice because you called them up and said hey man I I get it <laughs> so that's that's super awesome that you did that Maury that's Pretty that's fun. awesome you both you you and that coach both gained a lot in that uh interaction that's that's awesome yep. uh well hey really appreciate that origin story uh you know uh you're four to five years in coaching, so uh, bless you. So it's uh, uh, you've got a lot more. It'll be interesting to do this interview again in ten years and see what where you developed in, in uh, fourteen to fifteen years worth of coaching. So that's going to be exciting. So now let's turn to uh, the next section of this interview and the, the unique aspect. And you and I talked before this, and uh, I thought this was really interesting. In fact, if you're watching this, these next two. Uh, sections here uh, it's as interesting as Maury's origin story was there uh, these next two are really really good uh, the last one specifically but this one's really interesting as well so Maury and I were talking before we got online about what makes uh, him unique I think everybody has something that's unique uh, Maury uh, I'll let you explain it and then we'll, we'll talk it out so what what uh, what did you think about uh, about a unique aspect for you well you know just you know I have as you know most of my friends know and family um, you know this but I have two young boys uh, sons love dearly uh, MJ yeah. Maddox Turner there's you know, two and four 
so just the aspect of I would say fatherhood and as it how it relates to coaching you know okay you I view the athletes and, and love and cherish the athletes and treat the athletes uh, differently uh, mm-hmm. than when I wasn't a father you know um, so you've been a father for four years now right a little over four uh, Lori's four can you give an example and it doesn't be specific you know we don't want to call out anybody any athletes etc but can you think of an example of, of how you might have interacted with an athlete five years ago so before fatherhood and maybe right. now today right now that you're you're a father yeah yeah most definitely I mean it's and it's not really um, I would say the difference really came uh, when my second child was born uh, so okay. two years ago. Uh, so even just to how I relate to someone two years ago, uh, to how I relate to him right. now. Um, but just my youngest son, I can't treat him like my oldest son, you know? Right. Uh, uh, I can I can tell my oldest son. My oldest son is a protector. He's quiet. He's mild mannered. My young my youngest son, he's he's rough. He's a you know he's a, he's a bulldog. <laughs> You know, and he's, he's a bully sometimes, and uh, you know sometimes I gotta I gotta you know put him in time out a little bit uh, more than my oldest son. I can say, hey, right. don't do that. Sit down. You know, to my oldest right. son, and he just just like that. Right. Youngest, he's gotta gotta get it a little bit, and I and I found out, right. you no, know, that's just one example. Uh, some athletes that I have, uh, some older athletes, actually, some of my stud athletes and All-Americans, um, just in the discipline aspect, I, I hate to go there, but that's an example, but just in the discipline mm-hmm. aspect, I can just tell them, hey, fix it. And it's like, right. done. You know, don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, but the younger athlete, you know, you, you got to boom, 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 boom. On the flip side, if I'm teaching a mechanical, um, a biomechanic exercise or something like that, I can, you know, show one exercise, one exercise to an athlete one time, and they'll mm-hmm. up just like that. Um, but then I have to go step by step. Hey, make sure you're lifting your knees, penultimate. Make sure you front side. Right. This is front side mechanics, and so on and so forth. And um, you know, so just in that standpoint. Uh, All right. Is a good example. Another example is just the way I love on them. I mean, that's the ultimate example. Uh, just the way I love them. You know, I can to one athlete, you know, stud or not, I can give them a fist bump and they know, hey, coach, coach loves them. Uh, the other, right. I to give them a hug, text them, hey, good morning. Uh, you know, you're gonna have a great day and good night. You're gonna have a great day tomorrow, you know. So, right. so you know, just the way I care for each individual athlete, right? And different. So that's a unique, so, I would say. Two aspects there that I heard. One was uh, how you communicate with them for education purposes, uh, and then the other was the uh, the heart component. You know how you feel about those athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, start with the first one. You had mentioned that with a, a better athlete that maybe you just have to tell them once or twice than a beginning athlete that, you know, you said boom, boom, boom uh, on education. Do you, do you find that it's more prevalent on 
how athletic they are or more about their age, whether it's a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior? Well, uh, I just think it's not necessarily, probably a little bit of both, but the biggest thing okay. is, biggest thing is how disciplined they are. Um, okay. We all know as coaches, the more, the more disciplined and consistent athletes are usually the better athletes. Um, you know, uh, even if you get a walk-on guy who just showed true grit and resiliency, and just get the job done every every rep, he's eventually going to be one of the top athletes. And mm-hmm. um, so, if you're disciplined, you know, you usually don't have problems or when problems occur, you don't have to say much to get them back in line. Um, right. So, so do you think? Do you think MJ is going to be the better athlete than Maddox then? <laughs> I don't MJ know. sounds like discipline. Maddox seems like the, uh, I don't want to call him a troublemaker yet. He's two years old, right. so that's going to be fair, but the more rambunctious. <laughs> well, one thing I, I would like to say about Maddox is uh, he, he, he really, uh, he follows his brother's footsteps. So everything his brothers do, he has his own attitude now. That's, don't get me wrong, but do. <laughs> Uh, he really does. So hopefully, once he get older, uh, see the mild manner. But I like the honestly as a coach and as a speed and power guy, I like the aggressive. Yeah. I like the yeah. Oh, the um, the Maddox has. So I mean, all right. Oh, who knows? And, and remember, in today's age, and you're 28, so all the other coaches, eh, not all of them, a lot of the other, some of the other coaches that we've interviewed um, are, are a little bit. Uh, aged in state they're my age 40 and plus right so we didn't grow up with uh, twitter and facebook and snapchat and all this stuff you did you're 28 so you've had a cell phone in your hand pretty much from day one remember this is on the internet this will live forever mj and maddox are going to see this one day (laughs) so mj maddox when you're watching this and it's 20 years in the future and uh, you know, I'm way more gray and maury's a lot more gray because dad's a lot more gray because he coached and raised you guys Remember, he loves you, okay? That's what this whole interview is about for you guys, all right? Yeah, Uh, so so that aspect of teaching with um, uh, uh, whether their age and stage in your program, uh, whether they're good or not as good, etc., relates to the kids because now you see on a daily, call it a 24-hour basis with your kids, right? When you're coaching – you uh, just see them for a limited time. Now that you have kids, you see them all the time. If not see them all the time, you think about them all the time. Right. So that's the, yeah, that's that's interesting. So what about the the second aspect that you mentioned about the the love of your kids? And, and I know you well enough now, Maury, that I know you didn't not love the, your athletes before you had children. Right. But it seems like something's changed. Well, what's changed? Yeah. No. You 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 right. Uh, you know every athlete that walks through or sign that paper or just want to be a part of me any any type of way it's you know gets um you know all of my love you know um i would i would say the one thing that changes really just hearing the stories and hearing your different backgrounds and so on i mean obviously you know relating to my kids that's different but once you have kids and raising them differently you know, in two different situations, um, you know, I, and I, we can, we can go there. I don't mind with MJ. Uh, 
um, MJ was raised in a well raised for the most part of his life with the mom and dad present. Um, but okay. fortunately I went through a you know, divorce and Maddox is raised either with his mom or with his dad. Right. Well, I mean MJ made the transition yeah. well. So um you know, just in that aspect, their first two years of their lives different, completely different. Right, absolutely. It have an effect on them. Either way, I won't let it have you know, as a dad I'm be super dad, but uh it could have <laughs> so um every athlete has different stories, you know, how they were raised were they raised with a father figure in their life. Were they raised right. the um, um even a mother? Were, were they raised with a mother in their life? Uh, did they have the means to survive uh, before they got to me? Or right. no? Uh, so I mean, in that aspect, you gotta love uh, based on. Obviously, I give them ultimate and all of my love, but I, I most definitely give a love based off of uh, past situations and how. Right. But loving different, uh, I mean, in that standpoint, I would, I would love, I mean, you have to love based on different backgrounds and so on. So, right. So, um, that's, that's ultimately, I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that's the difference. I mean, in that, so. So that learning experience from what your own children, mm-hmm. uh, are going through, not have gone through, they're going through this right. process. They'll, they'll have, they'll, uh, process this their whole lives um coming one from a uh the, the starting out with that nuclear family you know the right. mom and dad together and then the other one starting out with a separate right. uh, that has helped you understand the different athletes that you're getting mm-hmm. yeah big time big yeah time. Yeah. You're, you're pro- I'm assuming you're probably getting the myriad of kids, right? You're getting some kids that come from uh, maybe well um, uh, financially off, two moms, two and a half kids, two dogs, you know, the, the stereotypical, and then kids who maybe uh, even went up through foster systems and stuff, so people that never have had a mom or a dad. So you're you're able to maybe better relate to, to all athletes because mm-hmm. of, yeah. yeah. Because of my situation, and honestly, you know, like my past, uh, my, me growing up. So, um, you know, you, you know, you just got to be understanding as a coach and really relate to them and know who you are coaching, not what you're coaching. You know, um, so obviously, I, I, I would like to say this recruiting class is a really good recruiting class, but um, you know, I'm taking my time to actually know their background from day one, just like you did me the origin story um, yeah but how did you get to this point um, right so I know before they get here what type of coach I need to be for them um, that's the only way we're going to get to produce something out of it you know getting the effort right. trust you and buy into you and yeah hey do do me a favor you just said something that I don't know if someone said it to you and that's why you're saying it or you just came, if you just came up with this off the top of your head, this is great. I love it. I just came over. You said, (laughs) know who you coach, not what you're coaching. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I love that quote. Will you, when this is over sometime later on today, Uh um, after you hang out and play with your kids, uh, will you go in and just, just put that quote as a comment? 
Okay. I, I love that. Like, I, I want to try to do something with that. I, I like that. That's a, that's a pretty good uh, little mantra for people who are not only just getting started in coaching, but even maybe someone who's been coaching for 20, 30 years and maybe has forgot what it's all about. Right. Uh, that little mantra of know who you're coaching, not what you're coaching. We, that's why the number one rule, well, you know, we only have two rules in this group. One is zero tolerance on belittling and mocking and things like that. Just no time for it. Just, we, you know, we won't deal with that at all. Uh, but the second rule is, you know, no uh, technical talk, right? Not how to make your long jumpers jump further, etc. There are so many resources and other places for that. Right. I want this group to be about you and your mental health, physical health, financial health, etc. So sometimes as we've been coaching for 20 plus years, we lose sight of what coaching is. That little statement that you made there, know who you're coaching, not what you're coaching, that, I, I think that's pretty profound. Did, did you just come up with that or did uh, Joe just, tell you? It, came naturally. That? It, it just came naturally. Uh, I mean, I, I read the Bible a lot and, you know, just stuff like that just comes and, um, you know, just I don't think that's it. I don't think that's a verse in the Bible. No, it's not, not a verse in the Bible. I, I think you learned from that, but I'm right. saying I don't. I don't remember John three sixteen being <laughs> know who you coach, not what you. However, I would I would agree with you as a as a uh, person of faith and Christian myself that you could that, that's a little bit of the do unto others and you know that, that's I, I think Jesus would say that <laughs> know who you coach, not what you coach. I love that. Please. Uh, just that, just that quote. Just put that down there. I, I want to make sure that's reminded. I, I love that. Boy, I, I really love that. Uh, more, anything else to add on what you've learned as far as now having two children, two little boys that sound like a handful, which is awesome. Yeah, it's a good handful. And that's that's another thing, you know. Uh, you know, working with twenty athletes, you know, just myself is me and the coach, head coach, and uh, uh, I have twenty around 20 sprinters and jumpers. Uh, they, the boys keep me on my toes throughout the summer. So, and they keep me out to on my toes throughout the season. So that's know, awesome. Uh, that's good. Aspect. Well, I'm going to, before we move on to the last section here, which I'm super excited about, I'm going to challenge. I like to challenge people because I like to be challenged. Okay. So uh, as a, as a fellow father of two, <coughs> I have a little boy who's seven and a little girl who's four. Uh, I'm always super interested in uh, coaching and family and things like that. Like I, I did not have a family when I coached. You know, I coached for a little over ten years, and uh, you know, I moved. You know, every two years I'd move to a different place, and uh, eventually got out. But uh, now I have a family. Uh, the other day, and this is something I want to do a, um, a video on, uh, maybe a group video or something. I don't know. Uh, a coach who I won't name posted on Facebook. Uh, Something to the effect of taking a time out from coaching to hang with the family. Mm -hmm. Kind of paraphrasing there, right? Uh, and that really struck me. Uh, and I'm not sure this person intended it to be this way, but maybe. Uh, but this isn't about that person. This is about coaches in general. I was struck by the fact that, that uh, a coach, would, a person would say that I'm taking a time out from coaching to do fan we take timeouts in football games the football game is the most important part right then we take a timeout that's what struck me it was like oh i'm taking a, a timeout from the most important thing coaching right. to go hang with the family and i was like whoa like how many coaches think that way 
I think a lot. Again, you know, we've talked about in previous interviews about how selfless coaches are, which is selfish. I would have rather have heard someone say, taking a time out from the family to go do a little bit of coaching. Like, family is first, and then I'm going to do my job. That's the way it always should be. So I'm going to challenge you, Maury, and this is going to be easy challenge. I know you're going to be able to knock this out. (laughs) Not only focus on Maury Jr., or Maury the third, even, right? Maury the third. It's Maury, right? It's the Maury the third. Yeah, okay. Correctly, but it's Maury. MJ, that's right. Yeah. So Maury, your four year old, and Maddox, which I love that name two-year-old I know you're gonna do and do a good job of during the summers and maybe even during the fall of really pouring into them and being the dad that they deserve and want uh, from you I'm gonna challenge you this is gonna be a, a time challenge you, you, they don't really come in till next January <laughs> but next January through May when you're in the thick of it you're traveling for meets you're recruiting mm-hmm. uh, the most time on the track with coaching I want you, I'm going to challenge you to be cognizant of MJ and Maddox to make them the number one focus. It's going to be super hard. You're going to be traveling to meets. You're going to be maybe hosting meet, whatever. You're going to be putting in 100 hour weeks, uh, uh, 100 hours a week. I know it. I've been there. I know what you're going through. I know what you're doing. I'm going to challenge you that you're number one, that you take a time out from family to do coaching, not the other way around that is your number one is that, is that an acceptable challenge you think you're oh, yeah, up big, for that big time awesome man Most definitely. That, that will be i'll knock it out you, you will i'm gonna check back in with you yeah, in the middle of the season next year maybe right around march i'm saying so how you doing more how would you rate yourself as a dad these last few months and i better hear a 10 all right hey so this last part of the interview super interesting i'm gonna let maury uh, explain uh, what he came up with. But again, this part is all about uh, crowdsourcing. So we have uh, each interview so far has been viewed around 200 times. You're going to have about 200 different people that watch this video, uh, and it'll live in, in uh, infinity on the internet, uh, in the group, beyond the track. So this is about how do we take the individual that we're interviewing, Maury in this case, and how do we help him? Uh, and others. How do we expand this network? How do other people who've gone through maybe similar situations to what Maury is going to um, describe here in a second? And how do we um, how do we help each other uh, and work together to uh, improve each other? So before we start that, Maury, what is the best way uh, for someone who may want to comment and have a discussion with you about this next topic? Uh, how is the, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Is it email? Is it Twitter? whatever what do you what's the best way well either way uh, I'm pretty pretty even on all uh, communication uh, what's the number one way you'd want someone to reach out to you? email uh, instant yeah what which uh, instant message email Maury Turner at rsu.edu uh, for people that don't know spell your name m-o-r-r-i-e that's Maury Turner t-u-r-n-e-r at rsu.edu uh, okay, and, and Maury Turner's all together, no dot and dashes and all that stuff. Right. All right, and, and Maury, will you put your email address down in the comments section uh, in a little while? Again, not doesn't have to be immediate, but sometime today. That'd be a good way to reach out to Maury uh, and then, you know, take this offline. That's the key here is how do we uh, take these things offline and, and improve uh, each person's 
livelihood here. So, Maury, uh, talk about what uh, maybe you could use some help with or uh, struggling with. I don't want to overstate it here, but uh, what? what uh, take it away. Yeah. No. Um, so you know, just like all coaches, I, I feel, uh, man, this is deep, deep uh, <laughs> meaning and understanding of how to keep the culture and how to keep the the championship mindset alive throughout the year, especially in off season. You know, a lot of people don't understand and realize, um, uh, man, the importance of off season and preseason, um, how it relates to uh, how it relates to uh, postseason and the season. Um, you know, and you know, one of my mentors, Reginald Dillon. Um, you know, he. He said, you know, um, man, all season we're champions of the you know, and it's easier said than yeah. done. Oh, it is. It's easier said than done. And you know, you want to keep people alive and so on and but how to keep that how 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 can we keep that culture of uh, man just going and get it every single day, uh, having fun while doing something, uh, agonizing, track and field is a agonizing for it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So we got to. Yeah. There's no. There's no paper test. It's always about right. doing something with your body. Absolutely. Right. Right. So right. let's take a step back, Maury. Uh, how do you define culture? Right. And culture is just everybody connecting, loving on one, one another, not just clicking on the track, but clicking off the track. Um, okay. Having fun to be there. Uh, having been being there and having fun. Um, just a family environment. People who want to be there and um, uh, just people who want to get better. Uh, like I said, not just on the track. I feel like you want to get better off the track, track and field. Mm-hmm. Cake, you can do that on the track easy. You can get better on the track easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean. So um, more of a holistic, not just what you're doing during practice time, but what are right. you doing before, whether that's the training table, right. uh, study hall, uh, yeah. friendships that connect yeah. through through that yeah um, community service etc so what are you doing now to help um, promote a positive culture in your current program well uh, I took it upon myself I'm not uh, I told you earlier I read the Bible but I'm not a really big reader um, but me being a young coach I'm, I'm always seeking knowledge and understanding and uh, things to uh, expand my you know it or whatever uh, so I read I'm starting to read this book called The Culture Code um, and I'll put okay. that in the links as well um, great book absolutely great book uh, he also has another book and I can't remember the author right off the top of my head he also sure. has another book that I'm probably going to read after that called The Performance Code um, which he actually wrote before the culture code, so I probably should have read that one first. But <laughs> you know, so, but I, I'm I'm fine with the culture code, and it it just man, it it it's opening my eyes and mind yeah. in ways that you know uh, any leader, um, coach, not just a coach, but the head of a house, head of a company, um, right? You know. Uh, it has a lot of examples of 
how successful businesses stay successful uh, mm-hmm. and how unsuccessful businesses uh, that was once power uh, drop right. off. And, um, you know, the culture and the work environment and the training environment and how the Naval SEALs, um, how SEAL Team 6 operate and how, right. um, what's the guy, Spurs, uh, his coach. Uh, oh, the uh, Popovich? Greg Popovich. Uh, mm-hmm. Quoted him being the uh, most influential coach with the least talent and how did he get the Spurs to the point that yeah. they count. And that was interesting in right. itself, the whole section on uh, on that. And I'm only halfway to so what? Oh. I was going to say, you said you're reading it. And I like the aspect that you said you're not a reader, but yet this is a book you're reading. I, I think a lot of people, uh, I am a reader. I, I love to read. So I have no problem when someone recommends a book. I you know the, I know all the librarians by name in my, my hometown, man. I, I love them. Uh, and what's great about if you're not a reader, and I do that in air quotes because we all read. We just, you know, some of us uh, don't want to take the time, not putting any blame, just saying what it is. Uh, but in today's world with podcasts and books on tape and, uh, and you're traveling a lot, with tra- that's what blows me away with a track coach. I know how much you travel. Right. You're on a bus for hours at a time in certain cases. Put the earbuds in, get a book on tape, continue to learn, learn, learn. So you're halfway through with the book called Culture Code. What uh, What's a takeaway uh, that you've learned so far? Well, just making the environment a, a safe environment. Uh, that's They make that point one. Uh, okay, so what's that mean? Uh, making it acceptable for everyone to have input, per se. Okay. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, you know, if by say, uh, I mean, for example, if I was to appoint a team captain, um, that that team captain has to be an extension of me, and mm-hmm. that team captain has to um, <clears throat> ask questions and expect response from uh, the other teammates. And okay, for the judgment-free zone, I guess you know, uh, judgment-free zone, um, you know, so. I mean, just making it a safe environment, make sure everybody feel like they belong in that system uh, instead of an outcast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one person can see one person as an outcast and they start to question why and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, it's just a whole, you know, plethora of things, other things, you know, wish I had my notes in front of me. You know, that was- <laughs> That's okay, man. I know, I'm putting you on the spot. Go, right. go back to that statement you said about um, that the, the team and the captain uh, have to be able to feel like they ask questions in a judge judgment-free zone, mm-hmm. right? Did I say that right? That's yeah. what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. How hard is that? Very, very, because you're dealing with, man, you're dealing with a lot of peers, and right. um I don't know what they call it. I think they call this generation the IY generation or something like that. Yeah, generation, add generation. a bunch of letters after it. That's, yeah. Like that. I think I missed the cut just barely. I'm 28. <laughs> I think I barely missed the cut. Coach Thomas of uh, Mississippi State said I missed the cut. So, 
Um, but it's official if he says it. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I'm here. But um, the IY, IY generation and, and, and a lot of people, I mean, we, we deal with our relationships. We're so social in social media, but not social face-to-face. All right. Uh, so Interesting. That, that kind of put, um, I don't know, stipulations on, Okay, mm-hmm. can I talk to this person for real and face to face? Right. Um, or you know, how how would they judge me? You know, I can put, you know, hundred and forty four characters on Twitter or however many characters it is and feel guilt free about it. Um right. but say the real thing out loud in front of a room of twenty people, how many judgments, right. you know, will come down on me? And uh, a lot of people right. are afraid of it. So we have to find a way to deal with, like, hey, shoot it out there. There's no wrong right. answer. No, uh, right. input valuable. The walk-on input, per se, is just valuable than the all-American input. You know. Now, now you say that, uh, and so I'm gonna challenge a little bit here, okay? Uh, just from previous okay. experiences and even today's experiences. So, uh, when I say how hard is that, I don't mean for the athletes. I mean that for you as the coach. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that was a good example you just gave there. So you've got a walk-on 12-foot long jumper. I've had it, so I, I'm, I don't know what you have on your team, but I've had a 12-foot long jump girl, long jump, woman long right. jumper, so I, I've been there. And you've got a 6-foot female high jumper. So very despairing. You know, One is All-American, maybe national champ. Uh, the other one maybe doesn't make the travel squad. And that 12 foot long jumper comes up and says uh i think we should insert comment how hard is that for you to go what is she you are 12 foot long jumper you're lucky i gave you a jersey for this season right right Right. um you know i try to listen to everybody uh goes back to everybody has their story so i try to listen to everybody for the most part um, I, I really do see if it, um, you know, uh, the more elite athletes will have a longer season, per se. Um, usually, the twelve foot long jumper, per se, uh, will probably be done conference or probably fair. before conference. That's fair. fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a more elite athlete who go to, you know, our conference is early, so. Or lead athlete will go to Drake, California. Um, we're D two, so we don't have East or West. Uh, right. Right. So Drake, California, you get some last chance meets and qualifying meets, maybe Arkansas, and then we're straight to nationals, and that's a right. mm, that's a full month from that conference, yeah. and so you know so on. So you know the input that. Maybe a 12 foot long jumper has mm-hmm. over a uh, six foot high jumper girl. Um, you know, you try to listen to it, but if it affects mm-hmm. six foot high jumper, then you're like, okay, so I'm gonna listen to that for you and the people who's gonna be around you during that time. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hard, you know. It's a little yeah. hard, uh, but you. That, that's I, what I. That, that's what I'm getting at. Where. 
when you know your statement of it. I think it's the right statement. Don't hear me saying you're wrong uh, at all. But when you say you know they have to be comfortable in a judgment-free zone, however, you are going to judge. Assumably, you are going to judge the 12 footer different. I, I would venture to say, uh, freshman year, that 12 footer makes a suggestion for practice, so to speak, say that, uh, would be taken differently if in senior year she's jumping 18, 19, 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so you are judging them on their athletic talent at that point. Right. I'm not saying that's wrong. And not necessarily athletic talent. I mean, if you were just a, a freshman compared to a senior, not just not yeah. athletics away, you know. Great point. Compared to a senior, you know, you can't really, you can't really, Great you point. know, you got to get your feet wet a little bit. And, yeah. you know, you got to kind of know the system. And, uh, you know, you just got to, you got to understand a little bit more before. Great point before you can kind of give input. But the, the thing is, we just kind of, as coaches, I feel like we got to do a good job of, I mean, just telling them the system so they know what to expect before they get there. Uh, so right. they, they feel free to uh, give input and so on. And, right. And, uh, Absolutely. So what we're discussing here is – culture and how to um, facilitate a positive culture. There are negative cultures in this world. Again, not just talking about track teams. Uh, And there are uh, what we might call um, willy-nilly free will cultures. Like there is no leadership to it. So how do we as coaches be a leader for a positive culture? Like that'd be the ultimate, right? You you as a coach is a leader and it's a positive culture for, for all involved or as, as uh, uh, a majority involved. I, I don't know that you'll ever bat a, a hundred percent on those kind of things. So uh, you know, maybe as much as possible. So what Maury is talking about here, and he's going to put a link down in the comment section uh, for a book that he's reading right now called Culture Code. Um, and he doesn't remember the author, but you know that'll be down in the comment section. And maybe Maury, you can come back when you finish that book. Uh, maybe make a post in Beyond the Track and just give a uh, your your synopsis of hey here are the three things I learned here's something that they talked about that I didn't think was relevant whatever that way uh, maybe if someone else uh, thinks it could help them in their culture journey with their program uh, could could learn from and it's super interesting this culture thing this could be a huge topic on its own I think it should be a huge topic on its own uh, another coach uh, a friend of both uh, Maury and I. Uh, literally just posted last night on Facebook about culture, and I think this coach said something. I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not going to call uh, the coach out. You can find it on your own if you're friends with this coach. But uh, I'm paraphrasing. Maury, correct me. You, you read this post as well. Um, something about you know I'm tired of coaches complaining about uh, the culture on their team when well you're the coach. <laughs> You're, you're responsible for that culture. Step up, right? Uh, and I remember uh, another uh, famous quote, I, I say famous, from a mentor of mine, Boo Shexnader, uh, who in one of my first classes with him said, uh, I won't try the accent, but uh, he said, you're the coach, be the coach. And, and that really struck with me. You know, you're the coach, which means leader, uh, captain, uh, manager, CEO, whatever of your business, your program. So uh, you, you need to be the coach, be that leader, etc. So really respect, Maury, that uh, first of all, that your candor, that you would discuss that, you know, culture and how to you uh, build on to. And again, we could talk about this for hours because uh, how, how does that even work? 
having you as an assistant coach, you know, the, it starts at the top. So you're a head coach, and I know we've talked about your head coach does a great job there. Uh, so maybe the, the the whole culture conversation could be a uh, much longer discussion with a group or something like that one day. Uh, but again, really appreciate uh, your candor with that, Maury. Uh, if you are watching this and you have either uh, went from a bad culture program and built it to a great one, uh, I'm sure Maury would love to hear from you. Or you know what? If you're struggling right now with the same thing, like how do we just build a culture, whether it's a brand new program, which is uh, has its own advantages and disadvantages. Uh, I'm sure Maury can tell, <laughs> tell us more about that as well. One day when you go into a program that's already developed, then you'll be able to, to talk about brand new versus a developed program. Um, or or uh, maybe you're just struggling. You don't even know what culture is. Uh, that'd be a great discussion to have with Maury. Reach out. If you ever see Maury at a track meet, please go up and introduce you. I know him well enough that he would absolutely welcome that. So uh, really appreciate that. Right. Maury, thanks again for joining me, man. Uh, yeah. This was great. I'd love to be able to knock out uh, interview number four uh, right here in a lovely hotel. <laughs> so, uh, I'm getting ready to go catch the next flight, so I'm going to go catch it. Uh, Maury, you've got some homework down in the comments section. If you're watching this and you have a question for Maury uh, or for the greater group, put it right down here in the section. Or, as always, start a new post inside Beyond the Track. This, this uh, group was started for you as the coach, so it is uh, the lifeblood is you. Uh, in fact, someone just, I think it was Lynn, just made a post about uh, a program called Teamworks. I think that's an NCAA. I think coaches have to use a program called Teamworks. I'm not real sure about that. Uh, but uh, he is absolutely asking for help. I haven't seen any comments yet. Uh, he wants to hear from you, so maybe go and uh, drop a comment in that post as well. So, Maury, thanks again, man. Go have a great day. Go tell MJ and Maddox that you love them right now. Oh, Sound good? We'll do. Hey, All right, man. Have a great day. Thanks for having me, Mike. It was a Thanks. pleasure. Yes, sir. All See right. you, bro. See you.